Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. Okay, so you have employees, well, just a few, and you set up payroll. But now you're worried about what you don't know. You know it's true. Properly paying your California employees can set your teeth on edge. Are you doing it right? Are you missing something? Who gets what and when? I'm here to help. First, take a deep breath. Second, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to the episode titled How to Run Payroll for Your Small Business. That'll get you started on the right path. But to help you along, in this episode, we're going to focus on the top seven payroll mistakes that small businesses make so you can be on the lookout and avoid them. The first mistake, not paying your employees in a timely manner. California, like most other states, has some very specific rules around how often your employees must be paid. Exempt employees, meaning those not eligible for overtime, must be paid at least once a month. If they're paid monthly, they must be paid on or before the 26th of each month, and you have to pay them a full month's wage, even though the month isn't done yet. Non-exempt employees, meaning those eligible for overtime, have much stricter guidelines. They have to be paid at least twice a month. By the way, both of these groups could be paid more often. These are just the minimum requirements. So, non-exempt employees have to be paid two times a month at minimum. You can either pay them every two weeks or on a true semi-monthly schedule. If it's semi-monthly, you either have to pay them no later than the 26th day of the month for work that they did the 1st through the 15th, and then pay them again no later than the 10th of the following month for work they did between the 16th and last day of the preceding month. Now, if you don't want to use that schedule, then you have to pay them no later than seven days after the payroll period ends. It's easier to remember that schedule. The next mistake is not having set paydays and communicating them to the employee. As I just mentioned, there are specific pay guidelines for both exempt and non-exempt employees. Well, you're required to establish a regular payday and post a notice that shows the day, time, and location of payment. Now the next one is a big one, and it trips up a lot of people. Non-exempt employees must be paid for every minute they work. And when they say every minute, they mean every minute. If it's after hours and your non-exempt employee sends a text or makes a phone call or answers or actually even reads an email, they have to be paid for that time. 
Sometimes companies bring on new employees and put them through a training. Those employees must be paid for that training. And this applies to all employees, both exempt and non-exempt. And in fact, it also applies to candidates. If you're interviewing someone and you want them to do a sample project or report or some other work product for you, you have to pay them for that time. And yes, I mean, bring them on board as an employee and pay them through your regular payroll with regular payroll taxes, etc. It may sound like a big hassle, but that's the requirement. The main reason for all this is because when an employee works without getting paid, they're volunteering and employees can't volunteer for their employer. And while we're talking about being paid for all time worked, be sure you carefully calculate overtime and double time if it applies. In California, overtime kicks in after eight hours in a day and after 40 hours in a week and for the first eight hours on the seventh consecutive day worked. Double time kicks in after 12 hours in a day and any time worked after eight hours on the seventh consecutive day. The next mistake is an easy one to fall into, the meal penalty assessment. Again, in California, non-exempt employees must take a minimum 30-minute meal period for every five-hour shift they work. There are some very narrow exceptions, but basically, they all have to take the meal break. Now, if that doesn't happen because the company didn't provide ample time or they take less than 30 minutes, then the company is automatically fined one hour's wage as a penalty. The penalty has to be added and paid that payroll run to avoid further liability for the company. So when you're processing payroll, you have to pay attention to when the meal period was taken and how long it was. Then add any required penalty assessment into that payroll run. Next up, non-compliant pay stubs. Our pay stubs are required to have very specific information. They have to show the company's legal name, address, the employee's name, and employee number or social security number. The pay period and pay date must be clearly stated and it also has to have each pay rate that was used to calculate payroll and the number of hours that was worked under each rate as well as the total hours worked. Then it also has to show gross wages, all itemized deductions, and the net wages as well. And finally, one of the biggest payroll mistakes is not paying final wages in a timely manner. Basically, whenever you let someone go, you have to pay them all their earned wages right then and there. And it can't be direct deposit because any direct deposit that's on file becomes automatically void upon termination. So you need to cut a check. And each day you miss, you owe another day's pay, up to a maximum of 30 days. And remember, that final pay has to include vacation pay as well. And so there you have it. If you stay clear of these seven payroll mistakes, you'll be in pretty good shape. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.